the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. How you doing out there, Faith? How you doing out there, family? This is It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And again, this is Ray Leonard Jr. We have a jam-packed uh, show for you today. We're going to talk about uh, uh, coronavirus, and we got a very special guest that's going to be joining us uh, soon. Uh, but, uh, Ray, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, JC. Uh, you know, it's been a, been a, a busy week, a lot going on. Uh, you know, had some amazing things happen and then also got hit in the head with all the stuff that's happening with the uh, the coronavirus. So, uh, yeah, and I know every, everybody is, is trying to, uh, to catch up <laughs> what's going on in life and prepare for a whole new segment of life that uh, we haven't been used to in a while. Yeah, this is a, a tough one right now. This is uncharted territory and... We all, as a country, as a world, is trying to adjust to how we really get our hands around this. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, you think about it as you know, a country. We we've been through epidemics before. We've been through, you know, a lot in this country, and we've always seemed to pull together and come through. Um, I, I think this, this time has has been a little bit, you know, scarier. Uh, because just whatever you travel in, in the pace of this of this virus and how fast it's moving um, and how it's affecting not only just, uh, you know, people that are traveling, but also, you know, people in business, you know, the everyday worker. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a different time. It is a very different time because, I mean, I, I tell you, we, we can't, we, we're trying to stay away from other folks, but it's almost impossible. I mean, especially if you're traveling, if you're flying, you have to go to the supermarket, uh, and then you got family members at home. I mean, it's just, it's, this is something that, wow, we all got to put our heads together and come up with some solutions, and we have to continue to remind ourselves that um, we have to continue to wash our hands. We have to continue to uh, I mean, just stay away from certain type of events. And uh, right now, it's it's impossible. But you know, we all gonna get through this together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, at first, you know, as much as I travel, if anybody follows me on Facebook or Instagram, they see how much I travel. Uh, you know, about two weeks ago, I was in two different countries and probably six different cities in in a week, and. It's 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 scary to when you come back because uh, I got word that I was around someone that, that tested positive for the virus. I haven't had any symptoms, any issues, um, but I'm playing it safe, being home, uh, making sure I got my mask. And everything. 
<laughs> but but uh, I'm here and and, and I, I feel good, feel great. But uh, you know, you want to have an abundance of caution and make sure that you're not. Uh, even if you feel great, even if you don't have any symptoms, that you're not putting anybody else at risk. And you know, we we have to do that, and everybody needs to pay attention. There's a couple of things that um, I've been reading about that I think our audience need to know. Uh, I mean, even if you don't have symptoms, but you still need to. Con- Constantly wash your hands. I mean, wash it for at least 20 seconds uh, with soap and water. Um, right. You know, elbow, elbow cough. I mean, you want to try to uh, avoid, um, you know, spreading elbow it. Cough. So you, elbow cough. Uh, face, don't touch your face. Uh, I mean, and certainly don't touch anybody else's face. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got the kid and play kick step. Uh, hello now, down. So I just kick my foot to you. We touch feet and we good. And, <laughs> you know, keep your feet, uh, you know, at least 30 feet apart. Um, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I mean, not 30 feet, but three feet. I mean, if it's 30 feet, wow, you know, you got some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you know, you're 30 and, feet apart, you're good. And if you feel sick, stay home. Stay home. Right, right. You stay know, home. I, Listen to the guidance. You know, I'll tell you what happened today, Ray. Uh, you know, they closed. You know, I'm in our Dallas studios. Uh, right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got I got my Cowboys cup. As you can see me on Facebook, I got my Dallas Cowboys cup on there. I'm in I'm in our Dallas studios, and uh, I got up to uh, head to the gym this morning, like I always do. All of the gyms are closed. You know, wow. All of the wow. gyms are closed, and I had to kind of improvise. I said, Well, what am I going to do? I got to get my workout in there because I got I got to. Uh, you know, push back on, on this weight gain. And so, uh, <laughs> we got to fight the weight gain too. Gotta, Man, that's, uh, that's been a big problem. Cause uh, I'm sitting in here eating everything right now. Cause I'm stuck <laughs> in the house. So it's like, <laughs> you get bored. You're like, well, what am I going to eat? Yeah. So I got up and I called myself. I said, I'm probably going to walk about two miles. Ray, I'm, I'm not used to, uh, walking out there, especially the area. I ended up being about five miles away from the house. It took me two hours and a half. Well, see, that's why you carry your, carry your cell phone. You call somebody to take you back home. Well, I thought about that a time or two, but um, I, I did not want to call Michelle and, and say, hey, come and get me. But, you know, I tell you, I, I also discovered that, hey, when you're out, when you're doing certain things and, you know, you have to you improvise. So I knew I had to get back home. So I, I really yeah. enjoyed enjoyed that time. Good, good. I, I think I think that's a big thing. You know, every, everybody's you know worried about you know going to the gym or doing whatever. Um, but training at home, you can do your workout at home. You know, get out. You know, we take with the kids because my kids are home for uh, a month. So I want to make sure that they're tired out by the end of the day. <laughs> so we are getting outside and we're walking and we're we're, we're doing things and keeping busy. Because, uh, uh, it, yeah, I mean, life has changed. I actually had my son, Jalen, help me set up this uh, my 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 little outside studio today, uh, mm-hmm. so I can that can, can be on. But he he did he did a great job, and he's in this into a film thing. So we're still working on things as you know the kids are out of school and giving them things to do. But uh, two days in, man, they are <laughs> they bored already. Well, I mean, it's. Uh... Across the country, I think it's uh, at least 40 states uh, that has extended uh, breaks for schools to, to try to control the spread of this virus. And so uh, right. it's, 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 it's going to be a challenge in trying to keep uh, 
you know, our kids are busy and keep them active and also keep them safe. Uh, because a, a lot of kids, especially up in Dallas, where I'm at right now, is even though they're out of school, they still having their friends that come over and they want to have sleepovers and all of this type of stuff and that stuff. Right. Uh, we're supposed to be doing the opposite of all of those things. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's tough because you know as you know as parents we want to want to keep them entertained, but we 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 got to be overly cautious. Um, but uh, you know, hey, like I said, this too shall pass. We'll 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 get through this if we work together. You know, as a country, uh, you know, we we always seem to find a way to uh to to fight through when when there's an epidemic or, or there's a crisis. Uh, we always seem to bond together. So I uh, you know I pray and hope, and and I'm I'm. Uh, positive and optimistic that that's going to be the, the thing. Um, so uh, other than that, what else, what else has been going on this week? This week, man, it's uh you know you're in Dallas. Is that Dallas is big things in Dallas? So uh, what are you doing in Dallas? Well, I uh, uh, book signing, of course. Or so we we had uh, a book signing uh, a few days ago. Uh, you know, just setting up. Uh, we had speaking engagements that uh, we're not going to be able to do right now because uh, of what's going on. But you know, just just spending time uh, uh, with the family, um, and and just making sure that uh, we follow the guidelines that that we're supposed to. Uh, one good thing that happened in Dallas, Ray, and uh, I, I want to share with them that uh, our show got picked up by Case Guy AM six sixty, uh, our sister network. Oh. So we are going to be oh, oh, in Dallas as well as. Uh, San Diego and other places as well. So I am so excited uh, to share that news uh, to our listeners that uh, uh, we're moving on up. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh-huh. It's your life radio. It's, it's making it making a, a move. We're going to be in Dallas. Of course, you, everybody knows that I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'll definitely have to be down there. Uh, you know, looking forward to uh, hanging out and recording down in the studio down there too, as well as here in San Diego. Uh, so. Uh, it's it's uh, you know fantastic just to see the the growth that that's, that's happening when we're excited that we can you know help change lives with what we're doing. And um, you know, last go ahead. Not not just that, Ray, but uh, we need to let the uh, our audience know that we're on our heart radio. We're on about six or seven podcasts as well. That uh, a lot of them I'm not one hundred percent familiar with at this particular time, but. Uh, I tell you, we uh, we're doing it and we're going to bring inspiration, motivation and dedication to to everyone. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, we are iHeartRadio. Uh, you know, I, I told I told you, you remember last uh, this past week I was going on um, to do the event for for Game Beyond the Game. We had PJ Daniels on um, and uh, that was that was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, being there with a bunch of the athletes and just talking, open conversation. It was a great retreat. I got some swag bags, some swag stuff. You know, they have a go twenty four seven. Oh man! I got a little. I got this light, but uh, live outside in the box. In the box, they gave me some stuff, so it's it was real cool. And uh, you know, I, I love you speaking. Know, I know you're doing your book signings and stuff. Yeah, doing the book signs, we got a lot of other things that we're going to talk about later. But, you know, Ray, uh, it's it's always a pleasure. I mean, I, sorry to hear that you quarantined a little bit, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a self-quarantine. I just got my, my, my mask on, so I just make sure that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> and, 
I tell you what, Ray, uh, we're going to take a station break and we're going to bring uh, Dr. Poole on, on our next segment. So uh, stay tuned. It's your life with James Fantastic. Cooley and Ray, Ray Lynn Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life on The Answer San Diego. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important message about AM 1170, the answer's official contest rules and regular... Wait a minute, we're interrupting their broadcast for rules on winning stuff? Just read what's on the paper. You must be at least 21 years young to enter, and if your original prize isn't available, we'll give you something of equal or greater value. One winner per household, and you can only win once every 60 days. And we're not responsible for any lost prizes that get lost in the mail if we send them out to you. And prizes may not be substituted or redeemed for cash or made available for resale. You've got 60 days to claim your prize at our main studios. We're open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know the complete rules are available online 24-7 and free? Wait. What? Yeah, just visit am1170theanswer.com and click on the About Us tab. <sighs> Cue the fast-talking guy. Employees of AM1170 The Answer and its affiliated advertising agencies, licensees, participating in promotional sponsors, other radio stations in the San Diego metropolitan area, and members of their immediate families are ineligible to participate and win. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this, once again, is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, uh, I'm, I'm so excited about uh, our special guests, uh, especially doing what's going on right now. And uh, we need uh, an expert uh, to really explain to us uh, about this coronavirus. Uh, so uh, yeah. b- before I bring on, I want to uh, just uh, tell you a little bit about her. She is a board certified general pre- uh, pediatrician and a pediatrician infectious disease uh, specialist. I think it's the UAB. Um, she is the Medical League Infectional Prevention for our 120, 120 from the University of, of Cape Cod. So uh, she says she got a, a, a South African accent. And I tell you, yes, uh, we're going to bring her on and, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about her. And she's going to tell us how we can be safe in this world today. Without any further, Dr. Claudia Poole. Hi. Hi. Yes. Thank you for inviting me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so a, a little background about myself. I am a pediatric infectious disease physician, um, and I work at the University of Birmingham in Alabama and the Children's Hospital. So we have been gearing up to get ourselves prepared for dealing with coronavirus. It, Doc, it's uh, uh, a lot of folks are nervous and scared 
uh, about what's going on because this, uh, we're uncertain. What are some of the things that, uh, that you can tell us on what we need to be concentrating on and what the parents need to probably be doing with the kids and what we need to be doing or, or with, with each other? Yeah, so that that is a good question, and I would think a big reason of why people are feeling scared is because of the either poor information, conflicting information, or disinformation that's circulating. So, you know, my first advice to everybody is to listen to your public health officials, um, take direction from your medical lead community and follow instructions. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard when there is so much information coming at us from different directions to know, okay, well, you know, what should we be doing? How bad is it? And I do think that that is, is probably what's driving a lot of people's anxiety. So that would be my first advice is, you know, you know, try, stay calm, listen to what your public health officials are telling you to do and follow their direction. So I know as of today, um, the public health officials in San Diego have come out and have made some strong recommendations for self-quarantining, for people to stay home, stay put, avoid public gathering spaces. Um, and my advice is to follow that. Excellent. Wow. Excellent. Yeah, there, there's been the, yeah, we, we can't really go anywhere here. So they've, they've really shut it down. And yeah. I think that's a, that's, that's a great thing. Um, but you know, you know, there's one one question I have because uh, for myself, there's I, I'm I'm a little confused at at who's really at risk. Is it everyone at risk? Does it just affect affect uh, you know older people in a different way, or or you know I know you're in a pediatric field, are, are children uh, less susceptible to it, or is it, are we all pretty much the same face? Yeah, so you know we are gathering information at an extremely rapid pace. So to put this in context, you know, the first cases of this new virus was coming out of China in December. Um, And from December till now, this virus has rapidly spread around the globe. Um, So it it is unprecedented in terms of how quickly the virus has spread around the globe. But to parallel that, the amount of information we've been able to gather in this time frame has been phenomenal. So there has really been a wonderful uh, sharing of scientific information, you know, by scientists around the world, starting in China and then certainly as this progressed to around the globe, people have been sharing it. So what we do know about the virus is that there probably are a lot more people that are actually infected than come to clinical attention. And Mm. it's these people who have mild to no symptoms who are probably what's driving the rapid spread of the virus. So, you know, when we you know, tout number of cases of however many thousands, one must always bear in mind that these are are only the cases that have come to clinical attention and been tested. 
And we know at this point that there's way more people who are infected, who have not been tested, and who are probably what's driving the rapid spread. So this is where the recommendation comes in for people to stay put, stay in place, and not interact with other people um, to try and slow down that spread. In terms of who's getting really sick from this virus, Again, we have to base what we know on what's been happening in communities that are in the full throes of the epidemic. So firstly, it was China, and then Italy is the next place. And now other European countries are starting to see the full burden of disease. It certainly has been worse for the elderly and for people who have underlying medical conditions. And the medical conditions that seem to be contributing to getting worse disease are things like lung disease, asthma, chronic heart disease, diabetes, you know, and these are all conditions that obviously are more common in the elderly, but certainly can impact younger age groups. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was one of the big worries for me. My, my son had, my oldest son has asthma. And so definitely wanted to make sure that he stays uh, you know, safe in, in a way. Because uh, from what I've been hearing, the, the disease attacks the lungs. Yes. So basically what this virus is, is, you know, coronaviruses are well known to us. Um, they are very common coronaviruses that infect people every year and cause the common cold and that is how they spread. They spread through our, you know, our coughing and sneezing and talking and they very efficiently spread between people. What is special about this specific coronavirus, which we've given a new name to, is it has this unique propensity to go and cause pneumonia. So its its principal behavior is it starts off as a cold or a common cold virus, and then in certain individuals, it will then progress to the lungs and cause pneumonia. And that's what's making this virus different to the garden variety coronavirus that we deal with every year. Uh, oh, okay. I got a question. Uh, there haven't, at least I haven't heard of any... Uh, child at this moment uh, contracting uh, this disease. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean... Yeah, so again, you know, we have to, uh, you know, we where information is constantly coming in. Um, so the data that I can draw on of what we know to date comes out of China. China's recently put together um you know, what they were able to gather from their outbreak. Um, they put together a series of about 2,100 children who were um, diagnosed with the COVID-19. Um, you know, about half of those were just suspected cases and a little under half were actually confirmed with diagnostic testing. So we have to take those results you know, bearing in mind that they weren't all confirmed coronaviruses. But when they look at this whole case series of around 2,000 children, it appears that um, the vast majority of children did well. So they had mild symptoms, um, you know, 
or manageable colds. There were a percentage of children, however, that did progress to more severe disease um, and that more severe disease seemed to occur in the younger age group. So we're talking about you know, children less than five years of age. Again, that would be in keeping with most respiratory viruses that, you know, it's the younger age group that will probably manifest with more severe disease. Out of that whole case series of 2,100 children, they only had one death in that whole group of children. Um, and, oh, wow. and that was actually a 14-year-old. Um, they didn't give any more details around you know, why that child died, but you know, one would surmise that that child had some other compromising health conditions. So yes, but again, I want you to keep that in mind that China had, you know, in excess of, I, I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but tens of thousands of cases of coronavirus and only 2,000 documented cases in children. Wow. So, so, so China, China had over 10,000 cases and only 2,000 documented in children and it was yeah, it's, one, it's one way that, more than uh, 10,000. I, I want to say it was maybe 80,000. I don't know. I'll have to pick up 80, the latest, uh, latest okay. numbers out of China. But it, it was in the tens of thousands in China that were confirmed with coronavirus. Okay, so right. I tell you, we, we're going to have to take a station break, Ray, but we're going to come back with okay. Dr. Poo to talk a lot more about this. And uh, the listening audience, if you got some questions, uh, please call in. It's your right. life with James Cooley. And Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life on The Answer San Diego. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. How do you listen to The Answer San Diego? I downloaded the free Answer San Diego app for iPhone and Android. I listen by clicking listen live at theanswersandiego.com. I go to tunein.com or I open the TuneIn app and search The Answer San Diego. I love using my smart speaker. All I have to say is play The Answer San Diego. And there are easy setup instructions at theanswersandiego.com. So there certainly are a lot of ways to listen to The Answer San Diego. But don't forget, you can always find us on FM 96.1 in North County and AM 1170 in San Diego. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Yeah, you know, and we got Dr. Apoo uh, just uh, discussing some of the things uh, that uh, we need to be prepared about uh, and some of the statistics out there. We was talking about... uh, uh, coronaviruses and uh, kids. And so, uh, if possible, a uh, doctor want to pick up on that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I do want to reassure your listeners that what we know so far is that the coronavirus certainly 
will infect children, so they are susceptible to getting the virus. But if they get the virus, the vast majority of children will have very mild symptoms or no symptoms at all. So, so, but if enough children get infected, we for sure will expect some children to get sick and present to healthcare and need and need support. Um, and that that would be consistent with with what we expect with respiratory viruses. So, so doc, uh, doctor, let me let me ask you a question on. Um, there's a, a, a I guess a misconception or discrepancy that this is the same as the flu. Um, can you can you uh, enlighten me on kind of what the differences is between this and the actual common influenza flu? So, so I think where the commonality is is that it presents with an illness that looks very similar to the flu. So, you know, flu will spread by person to person through coughing and sneezing and you know handshaking with an infected person. The symptoms can look very similar. So you'll have fever, body aches, cough, um, and so they they can look very similar to each other. Where this differs to the flu is that it appears this specific strain of the virus um, is will cause more severe disease, which we mean by pneumonia, at a higher rate than what we're seeing with the current flu strain. Um, and the estimate is a little bit of a moving target because, you know, we haven't got widespread testing. There's probably a lot of people out there who have the coronavirus and haven't been tested. So it makes us hard for us to get completely accurate estimates. But from what we know so far, we think that the what we call mortality rate, which is the amount of people that are expected to die from this infection is anywhere between four to ten times more than with the common flu. Wow, that's that's deep. Um, so so so, Doc, uh, what about uh, uh, twenty, thirty year olds uh, and this and that, which seem to think that they are invincible from this, and they are, according to what we've been looking at on the news, hanging out. Uh, at the clubs and this and that, what recommendation would you provide to uh, our young adults? So again, you know, I would encourage everybody to listen to your healthcare um, and public health officials that are recommending avoiding crowds and staying put, um, because. Although your personal risk may be lower than an older person, it is still higher than if you were to contract flu. So that much we know. Um, so your individual risk is higher than if you were to contract flu, although it's still it's still low. I don't want to cause alarm and panic. However, you would for sure facilitate the spread of the virus. So this is where okay, the so whole recommendation comes in for people to stay put and stay in place is to try and limit those of us who are infected with the virus but feel well to continue to go about our business 
but in the meantime, we are spreading the virus to other vulnerable people who are at higher risk of dying from it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's uh, that's scary to 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 hear that. And, but uh, I also make sense to of, of why the uh, the recommendations have been to to stay away because you, know, you can feel healthy, you can feel great, uh, as as a lot of our our younger folks feel, um, and then still be able to pass it along to someone else and, and infect someone else. Yep, that is right. That is right. And, you know, you don't know necessarily who you're going to come in contact with, right, if you go into public places. So I don't, you know, it's not like people willfully will go out and expose vulnerable people. Uh, nobody intentionally does that. But, you know, if we left things to business as usual, there are always going to be more vulnerable people in your midst that you would unwittingly expose um, and could contribute to their desperate illness and death. Right. Yeah. Now, I've I've been I have I have friends in, in a lot of different countries. I've been blessed to be able to travel all over the world. And I was just talking to one of my friends from the the UK. The other day, and then this is one of the first times I've ever seen kind of the this the same kind of uh, you know concern from uh, someone in the UK or one of my friends that's in Africa to have the same kind of thought process. Um, do you still keep in contact with anyone from from South Africa? Have you heard anything of how the other countries are are, are preparing or, or working with uh, this issue? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, my family, I still have lots of family that live in South Africa. Uh, a big issue that has, um, you know, been a problem for Africa uh, as a continent is limited testing capability. So, you know, again, when you look at the numbers of how the numbers, you know, look as though they are low, it's not that the cases are not there. It's that we're just don't have the capability to identify them. So, you know, we know that there's been a lot of travel backwards and forwards between China and Africa. So for sure, the virus has made its way into Africa. The artificially low numbers that we're seeing in Africa is due to lack of testing, not due to lack of disease. Um, you know, yes, especially Southern Africa is in their summer season right now. But if you, you know, go across the ocean and look at Australia, I mean, Australia is certainly reporting lots of cases. They're also in the Southern Hemisphere in the summer right now, but they have testing capability so they can actually identify the cases. You know, if the state where I am right now, which is Alabama, you know, we had, you know, we were one of the last states to identify any cases, but a lot of that had to do with our testing capacity. We just did not have availability to do any tests until more recently. And so around the country, you're going to see the numbers start increasing quite rapidly as testing capability comes online and we're able to actually test more people. Mm. Mm. Wow. Um, one, one, one more thing I just wanted to ask. I'm sorry about jumping in there, JC. Um, you know, with, with, uh, you know, I've watched the news and listened to, uh, you know, to the radio stations and everyone, and we're saying that 
a vaccine is probably about 18 months away. Um, how do we get our hands around this thing and, and, and uh, you know, feel, feel comfortable to go take out our back into our own lives if, if we're a vaccine is, is that far out? Yeah, so, you know, I know a lot of people are putting their hopes on vaccines or treatments, but, you know, I don't think either either a vaccine or a treatment is going to come online anytime soon to make a meaningful difference. So this is where these drastic measures of uh, social distancing has come into play to try and slow the rate of this virus spreading. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the term called flatten the curve. So, right. you know, ultimately we, we expect that the same number of people are going to contract this virus and get sick with this virus, but we're trying to spread that out over a longer period of time to not overburden the healthcare system. So this is what right, all we can do right now is people get very, very ill with this virus and end up with pneumonia um, and require uh, what we call supportive care, which is, you know, some people will, will possibly need to go on ventilators. We have a limited number of ventilators and ICU beds and staff that can take care of these patients at any given time. So if everybody gets sick at the same time, we won't have the capacity to take care of everybody. And it seems like uh, they're going to start ramping up, at least what I heard, uh, testing a lot more uh, beginning this coming Thursday. Yes. Uh, and uh, that's probably is going to create a major problem with what you just said. Uh, not having the facilities and the beds and the supplies to be able to handle the massive numbers or potential positive uh, results that um, we're going to get. So again, I think, you know, we need to separate out people testing positive versus people who get very ill and have to come into the hospital. They're yes. not necessarily the same thing. So, yes, our testing capability going up will help us to identify how widespread the disease is and hopefully target interventions to areas where there seems to be a high number of infected people. Um, but again, hey, 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 doc, doctor, we're going to take a station break, but I want to come back and continue to talk about this because I know our listeners out there are paying attention and this is very great information. It's your life with James Cooley. And Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life on The Answer San Diego. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. 
If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow, on the Stand With Israel Tour this December 2nd to 11th, 2020. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith as you visit significant places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your host will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to explore the inside of the Garden Tomb? Set forth a new personal vision for this year and visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com to reserve your spot on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to 11th. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com for more information and to book today. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. And we got Dr. Poole uh, uh, discussing some of the, the things and some of, uh, uh, of the effects of the coronavirus and where the source of it. And, Doc, I think uh, we took a station break and you was in the middle of uh explaining uh, uh the source of this disease in other countries yeah so you know i think this this uh pandemic now has illustrated how efficiently a virus can spread around the globe um, and that's really just a reflection of the mobility of people. So it's something that starts all the way in China, you know, in a short space of time can spread around the globe. Um, and that's really just a factor of how mobile human beings are now. Um, so it really is important for us to care what's ha- happening on the other side of the world. Uh, um it is it is certainly everywhere as testing capability comes online and more people get tested we are going to see a significant increase in numbers um, but you know a lot of that could just reflect what happened you know in the last preceding month to two weeks uh, so it's not necessarily you know as we see the numbers pick up very quickly it a lot of that is just going to be driven by our ability to now start actually identifying people which we haven't really been able to do in any meaningful capacity um, up until now and many states are still fairly restricted in our ability to test. I know I know us in Alabama have limited capacity to test people. Uh, and so as far as as far as testing is concerned, is it mostly uh that the test would be given to someone that shows symptoms that that uh, is feeling ill um you know, right now because of the lack of uh of tests that are available or should, you know, the average person um, if you got a little tickle in your in your throat, uh, get tested as well. So you know it will be driven by local conditions. So I'm not sure what the testing capacity is in San Diego. I do know for us it's limited. We have a limited number of tests available to us. So we do have to prioritize who we are going to test. Um, and right now we're restricting that really to symptomatic. Uh, 
persons or to people that have been in direct contact with somebody who has been diagnosed with the virus. Um, and, and these questions keep coming up, especially for me in the hospital, like what constitutes direct contact? So, you know, we're being fairly restrictive right now, but my hope is, is as our capacity to test increases, we'll be able to expand testing to more and more people. Excellent. With, with something it. like this, how does it, go, go ahead, JC. Go, go, go ahead, Henri. Uh, oh, yeah. So with, with something like this, doctor, uh, how was, how was the effect on, you know, uh, you guys as medical professionals uh, being uh, around it, seeing patients, uh, I'm sure it is putting a lot of stress on um, you know, the nurses, the doctors that are, that are working around the clock trying to make sure that everyone is taken care of. Yeah. So, you know, we have to start planning for, you know, contingencies for if healthcare workers themselves get sick or exposed and need to be quarantined, you know, that's going to reduce the number of staff available in the hospital to take care of sick patients. So, so we are in, you know, full-scale preparation modes, and this is happening all around the country in all the healthcare facilities to come up with, you know, what are we going to do to make sure we maintain sufficient staff to take care of everybody? There is a wow. couple of misconceptions out there, and I've got a couple of questions that the audience is asking. Can someone who has been quarantined for the coronavirus spread uh, the illness to others. So, so if you if you the, the the recommendation right now for quarantining is, um, if I've been exposed to someone who was diagnosed with a virus, or I've come, you know, I've recently come back from an area that has had a huge outbreak. So up until recently, you know, we've listed the countries that were considered really high-risk areas that you've recently come back from. So, you know, that includes Italy, um, you know, obviously China, Iran, South Korea. But that list is growing and growing as more and more areas are now identifying outbreaks. So if that would be considered a significant exposure, the recommendation is for you to be self-quarantined, which means you stay home and you don't go anywhere, you don't interact with anyone, and hopefully you stay well in those 14 days. If you've not manifested any symptoms in those 14 days, then you, you know, we're, we can clear you as as not being infected and you can go back to your, you know, normal business. That, that was how the principle of quarantining works. Now that we know that this virus is so widespread and that there's community transmission, by trying to have people stay in put, we're, we're just trying to limit interactions between people so that, you know, if I am infected and, and it's not known to me because I have mild symptoms or you know, I'm asymptomatic, my ability to pass it on to somebody else if I stay put in place is drastically reduced. Got another question from a listener is asking, uh, can uh, the virus be passed uh, through uh, food? Uh, I'm talking about including frozen food and uh, 
things like that? No. So it really does require a, um, you know, so the way it would transmit through food is if you are in a, say, a conference with a buffet um, or a salad bar and an infected person comes and dishes up their plate uh, with a common utensil and you come in behind them and use that same utensil. So that that's how it would be transmitted. It's really more through the utensils around the common food source as opposed to, you know, packaged food that you're going to buy at a grocery store. It doesn't transmit that way. Um, the, the warm weather is another question, Ray, uh, they asked and. uh, when the weather warms up, is that going to get rid of the virus? We don't know. We don't know at this point. Um, you know, we can we can sort of try draw upon on what we know from other coronaviruses. And yes, the other sort of coronaviruses did seem to have seasonality to it. However, this current coronavirus, we certainly are aware of cases in the southern hemisphere which are currently in their summer season mm. wow okay wow a, a question well, that, that's that go, go you another question no i i, I was gonna say uh just uh, remind the audience uh on what they can do to protect themselves uh, i was asking the doctor to kind of summarize that again so again i would I would urge people to listen to the advice of social distancing and staying, you know, staying home as much as possible and limiting interaction with other people as much as possible. Um, Washing your hands, uh, you know, certainly not going into work if you're sick. you know, most businesses are trying to encourage their, you know, their workers to stay home and work remotely if that's feasible um, and prioritizing our, you know, first responders and emergency workers who have to keep, you know, society going, um, you know, allow them to to be able to do their jobs. Yeah. Well, great. Well, do- doctor, I want to salute you. Uh, and all the other healthcare workers and the first responders that are out there on the front lines, uh, keeping us safe and 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 doing uh, the great work. I know you guys don't get thanked enough for what you do, but you know we truly appreciate it on, on this show for how you're keeping everybody you know healthy and safe. And um, you know uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. And 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 Doc, I I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on air with us to educate. Uh, our public and also give them the, the major advice that uh, you just shared with them. And we can only hope that, that uh, they follow that advice. We all follow that advice. You know, so, yeah, uh, I do. You know, it has been very encouraging to see how the public has responded um, and people are, are taking the advice, which is, very encouraging uh, and this will pass you know so this is a temporary situation this is not going to be the new normal um, we just have to hunker down um, and see how this plays out but it, it will pass 
It will. And I tell you what, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Uh, we had a great time. I got educated. I'm sure Ray, you got educated as well. Uh, I get, I got educated as well. And, and, uh, want to send a shout out to all the hospitality workers, to the hourly workers that are struggling right now. And I want everyone to stay encouraged that like Dr. Poole said that this too shall pass and we will, we'll make it through. So, uh, I want you to be all to be encouraged and we, and we're here, uh, fighting this thing together. Thanks so much. And this, uh, I hate to say, but this concludes our show today. It's your life. Uh, thanks so much, doctor. Thanks so much, my co-host. Uh, this is your, it's your life. It's your life with James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. We will Signing see off. you next week. See you next week. Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.